Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. We continue over here uh, with the Maharal's teachings, insights on the Ten Makas, Tetzach Adash Ba'achav. This is going to be our final um, segment for Tavshin Pei Gimel and uh, learning through the Maharal. We're going to get close to the end, but not quite to the end, because we have to save something for next year, right? Um, and uh, so let's continue coming to, getting together on this beautiful, lovely Friday morning, Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Shabbos HaGadol. And we are on page Reish Nun Hei, here in the standard photocopy booklet of the standard edition of the Maharal of Guru Hashem, page Reish Nun Hei, right-hand column, towards the top of the column. The Maharal is going to give us one more approach to the Tetzach Hadash Ba'achav, to the group, groupings and the grouplets of the triplets of the threesomes of the Makas. And let's see what he has to say. So Maharal has really two more tricks up his sleeve. Like we said, we're only going to see one of his final remaining tricks, but everyone's welcome to take these pamphlets home. Is that okay, Rabbi Hoffman? Um, so uh, everyone's welcome to take these home and to see the final approach on your own. We've still got, uh, you know, almost uh, a week till Pesach, but we're going to do the second to last approach together. That's going to be what we're going to do this morning. So we're on page Reish on Hey. Right-hand column, the second line down by the period. Let's see what the Maharal is going to share with us as we go to the yet another level of analysis, another layer of depth and meaning here in the Makis and their arrangement. So, Kashet is Bayan Oid. If you look further into the Makis, you'll find the following as well. And what does the Maharal mean? Kashet is Bayanin means we could really figure this out on our own. And when you could start, sit and think, you think if we would think with Chlorkite, we would think with clarity, we would think as Lamdanim, we would analyze the, the Makis through the lenses of authentic, clear Torah thought, we would be able to produce as well the next insight the Maharal is going to share with us. And the Maharal is sh- sharing with us a very interesting concept that he shared with us when, when we began this, which is a authentic insight, authentic um, observation that comes from learning something properly, that becomes Torah, that, that is contained in the idea itself that's part of the the uh, the uh, Yesodis, the lessons, the, the, the teachings that are contained there, they're, they're in, and that is called Torah. That becomes the chilek of the Torah of this, of this topic. So the Maharal saying, Kashet is Bayan. If you think about it, you'll find what I'm about to share with you is also emes and is glat and is true. Any insight that's a valid, authentic insight that we're able to produce and come up with when we look at the Makkas becomes part of the Torah of the Makkas. Becomes part of the Torah of the Makkas. Um, now, I'll ask the question again that we asked last time this came up, last week. So, how do we know it's an authentic, valid, Torah insight, right? And maybe it's something that's off the wall, right? I came up with a shot, you know, I, I, I think that, um, that uh, each one of the ten makas corresponds to another one of the ingredients you put into a hamburger, right? The perfect burger has ten different components. You have the bun, you have the patty, you have the ketchup, you have the, the barbecue sauce, you have the onions, you have the special secret sauce that we, that we don't give out the ingredients to anybody. So, so that's my shot. Yeah, every one of the, why do you have 10 makas? Because the perfect burger has 10 components. Maybe that's an authentic shot also. Good. So how, how do we know? What, what, what defines an authentic, valid shot? That's why we need shimush, tamidichachomim, part of sitting by a Rebbe, the bulk of sitting by a Rebbe. 
98% of sitting by Rebbe is to be Makabal, that Rebbe's approach to Torah, and we're part of that chain. And we've sat by Rebbe, done Shimush Tani Chacham, we see how he approaches Torah, that becomes Torah, that becomes the, the tools with which we can analyze Torah, come up with authentic insights into Torah, and that's really the only way of determining the difference between authentic and off the wall. Um, a, a sanguine and insane pshat in, in, in anything. So, okay, that's that's why, again, it's so important. you got to sit by your Rebbe. You have to be Meshamish your Rebbe. You have to get into your Rebbe's head, right? you got to get into your Rebbe's brain and see how that works. And, and uh, then there's hope for us. Then there's hope for us. So let's continue over here. So it says the Ma'arau is giving us another idea over here in uh, putting all the makas together. Kasher tizbo'inen o'y timso ki elu eser makas hischal ha-kadosh baruchu behem in ha-kadun uva-gadol kilo. This is a maral poetically. The ten makas begin in a minor sense, in a, in a minor way, with very minor effects, limited effects, and they conclude with with earth-shattering effects, with 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 um, over-the-top effects, catastrophic effects. V'zeh explains the Ma'arau. Ki tamed ha-makas rishoynes lahoi sa-maka kolkach magilin nafsham. In terms of the structure of the makas, the build-up of the makas, there's three levels that he's going to identify for us in terms of how adversely are these makas affecting the Mitzrim. We're starting in a very minor sense of affecting the Egyptians, and we're building up and up and up and up until we culminate with affecting the Mitzrim in a very major sense, in, 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 a, in a catastrophic and very uh, cataclysmic way. Explains the Ma'arau. Each Maka is a buildup, and each set of Makas is a thematic buildup in going upwards in how we are how directly we're affecting the Mitzrayim and to what degree they're affecting the Egyptians. There's a build-up and, and an increase in the magnitude of each Makkah and so the, the culmination is Makkah's Bechars, that's actual, actual death. That, that Makkah was death. Direct, actual death. Nemtsuch a photocopy, a safer. Nemtsuch. Yeah, you, you need a. You, there's, there's more room over here. Come sit over here. Make yourself at home. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to take uh, Rabbi Aronson away from the girls over there. Apologies. Oh, apologies. Um, so, so, uh, so. Um, yes. The Talmud of Yemaisa b'Makat Shabachrayna Hayemaka Oisam b'Makas Hamisa Legamri. That's the ultimate culmination. That there, what's the the most extreme way of having a Makkah affect the Mitzrayim, the Egyptians themselves, is death. It's the most, most extreme type of effect. So with that being set up over here as the, as the, uh, as the roadmap, let's see. The Kachayib in Mitzrayim, and, and uh, this is how all the Makkahs are now being meted out against Mitzrayim, with this guideline over here of going from the lowest magnitude to the highest magnitude, the lowest effect to the highest effect, we're not only going to build up 1 through 10, but we're going to build up as threesomes as well. We're going to see uh, a build up in terms of the, the themes of each three and also from 1 to 10. So the 10th was the most extreme effect in Mitzrayim. The, the first was the least a least um, um 
in terms of affecting Mitzrayim, adversely affecting Mitzrayim, and directly affecting Mitzrayim. We start with the least one in, in, in terms of that structure. The first one is Dam. V'zayis ha-maka, explains the Ma'aral, this Maka, the Maka of Dam, is least effective in terms of how much it is, it is, it is uh, addressing Mitzrayim and dealing with Mitzrayim. It didn't affect Mitzrayim at all. Now, it didn't affect Mitzrayim at all. For seven days, it was, it was you know, blood everywhere. The water turned to blood. It doesn't mean it didn't affect them. So effect here doesn't mean effect in the sense of did it, did it change their lives. Effect means did it engage, engage the Egyptians. Did it, did it directly deal with it? We, we would say maybe a direct effect. Makas Dam, if you think about it, did not address, engage with, or directly affect the Mitzrayim at all. Not a Kihuzeh. Dam was not an affliction that was meted out on the Egyptians. Rather, it was an affliction that was meted out on what directly suffered. The Nile. Water. Water. Makas Dam affected water. Now, of course, there are secondary and tertiary side effects that the Mitzrayim suffer when the water becomes Dam. Sure, they don't have water to drink. They don't have water to water their padded geraniums with. They don't have water to feed their animals with. But these are all, these are all secondary effects. These are all tertiary effects. These are side effects. Um, the Makkah didn't the market did not affect the midstream directly at all. Everybody understand what the Maral is going with this? You got to get into this against the Maral's, the Maral's head over here. Makas Dam did not touch a single Egyptian. Did not touch a single Egyptian. Um, the human body is, what, 70% water, I think? 60 or 70% water? I know this from a Calvin and Hobbes strip. Um, so that's how I know this particular fact. Yes, Chatoyani Maskir Hayoim. So, uh, I don't know, let's say 70% water. Don't Google, please. Nobody Google that right now, okay? Anyway, it's 70% water. I know we're all itching to. I know we're all itching to. Please don't do it. Um, but yet, 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 um, the 70% water in the human, in the Egyptian bodies didn't turn to blood. The water remained water, the blood remained blood. The Rebbein could have said very, very cleverly and very diabolically that all the water in Egypt is going to turn to blood, including the water that's in your system. Because all the midstream would have, I don't know, probably, I don't know what would have happened if all the water in your body turned to blood. It's probably not such a good thing. But, but, uh, what? The blood should be blood, the water should be blood, water, right? But it didn't affect that, that's the word over here, that's what the Maral is saying. The, the, the market didn't directly affect them. Of course there was an indirect effect. There was an indirect effect. Um, we have to spend money now to, to buy water from the Yidden. Uh, the, 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 the fish are, are, are rotting, etc. But, but the Mitzrayim themselves were not directly affected. So this is the polar opposite of Makas Bechayrus. This is the idea of here. Makas Bechayrus was a direct death sentence to all the firstborn in Egypt. So the, the entirety of Egypt was affected and afflicted and taken down by Makas Bechayrus. Damn! We, 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 we address the water. We talk to the water. We affect the water. Makas Dam was a mak on the water. Makas Bechayrus was not just a mak on Egypt. It was the most intense, direct, engaging mak on the Egyptians themselves. And the Maral is going to build up from here further. Um, Hikashir, 
Yeah, but Zoyt HaMakaloi, Hoyt HaPoyel is bum, Shariyadam Hoyi Oymet Amakoymoi. The dam was where the dam was. It didn't, it wasn't affecting, the, the midstream didn't, didn't get directly smitten with the Maka of, of, of dam. Kikasha HaMaka Poyel is Yoyser, but Muko, the more a Maka is affecting directly the Muko, the person who is being smitten, Umispol Mimenu, and he is affected directly from the Maka, Hamuko, Hamaka Hazois Yoyser Gedoilo, that increases the amplitude and the magnitude of the Maka. So that's the scale that the Maral is using in his, this is now his fourth approach to the Makas. And they're all emes. There's no, there's no conflicts. All these approaches are all emes. The yatzev and They all go hand in hand. As for the approach, we're looking at we're 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 we're, we're examining the makas on a scale in terms of the of, of what 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 are where are they affecting? To what degree are they directly affecting the mitzvah? Even says the Maharal, if this maka has a, a, a lot of ramifications and creates a lot of damage, a lot of havoc, a lot of damage. Nevertheless, if it didn't directly affect the person, it could cause damage all over Egypt, cause financial loss, but if it's not directly affecting the person, and not within his system, within his essence, again, on the sliding scale that we're using right now, it's not as, 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 as significant of a maka. And again, the morale is saying the way we have to look at these things right now, what makes a Maka more significant, more extreme, the more the Rebina Shalalim is paying attention to the Mitzrayim, who are not over here, to the Mitzrayim, who are over there, and the Rebina is saying, I'm going to beat you guys up. I'm going to beat you guys up. Everybody understand? The more the Rebina looks at the Mitzrayim, focuses on the Mitzrayim, says, I'm going to beat you guys up, it's more of an intense Maka. We have in the Teichacha, um, an idea of panisi aleichem. Panisi means Hashem ignores everything else and focuses in on an individual or a nation, and that's letav and lemutov. That's in terms of the brach of panisi aleichem. I'm going to focus on you, you yidden, just to reward you. But in the teich also flips into a klala. I'm going to. Rashi says poinani mikol asokai. It can be a klala as well. I'm going to forget, ignore everything that's going on in the world. And I'm going to focus on the yidden just to punish you guys. That that's a tremendous klala when when we Rachmanul Etzlan become a focus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu to receive Hashem's punishment and 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 that's the idea that we're tapping into now in the fourth approach to the Makas. The more the Mitzrayim are receiving directly, personally, bodily, physically a Maka, the more it represents Hakadosh Baruch Hu saying, um, "I have a vendetta over here. I'm 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 in, I'm, I'm going to take these people down." The less. It, it, it's directly meted against, uh, uh, out against the Mitzrayim. The more it's on the periphery, even if it affects them in a, in a drastic way, albeit indirectly, it, the Makkah is happening on the periphery. It's not yet this exercise now, Kodesh Baruch Hu saying, I'm ignore everything else, and I'm, my focus right now is just to punish you guys. No, I, right now, you know, you guys do what you want. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to focus on the, the, the water for the time being. It's not as severe of a maka, it's not intensive of a maka, because the, 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 the Mitzrayim are not yet getting the individualized focus and attention of the Rebbe in a personal way to punish them personally, okay? So that, that's the understanding of it. It's not, not, not in terms of how many insurance claims were made the next day after the maka was over, but it's about how much focus does HaKadosh Baruch Hu have personally on the Mitzrayim to go out of his way to do nothing but punish them. We don't see that yet so much in them. In Machis Becheres, we see that in the most extreme way. Hashem is focused in 
only and solely exclusively on punishing the Bechers. No, the water, we affect the water. We punish the water. Um, yes. Um, that's why dam is the first makkah. It's the least significant makkah in terms of the individual personalized punishment from its rhyme from its for the Egyptians because it didn't directly affect them, didn't directly afflict them at all. There's no, it wasn't affecting them. Indirectly, sure, there were a lot of ramifications. They're thirsty. They have to spend money now for water. They don't have, the, the, their, their crops are drawing out. For sure. But, but dam is not engaging with the Mitzrim. The Makkah, the Makkah is not engaging with the Mitzrim. The Makkah itself. You would say the first three don't really... Oh, very good, very good, exactly. Stan is one step ahead of us, but that's exactly where we're going. Very good, excellent, excellent. Um, um, yeah. That's why the Dam is the first Makkah, because as the least... Um, it's, it's the least significant in terms of engaging the Egyptians. It, it's, it's addressing the, the Nile. Umizet, the water. Umizet tavanoid. Masha Amrus, the Maral, gives us a fascinating idea. Agav is, is going to say, as an aside, this explains why we have a, 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 an otherwise cryptic statement in the Haggadah. Masha Amru, uvamaisim zahadah. The Pasik says, the Rebbeinu will take us out with Moifsim, with Oisaisu Moifsim, with with um, with signs and with demonstrations, signs and demonstrations. Oisus um, and Moifsim. So the Haggadah tells us Moifsim zu Adam, demonstrations that's Dam, signs and demonstrations. So it's a little odd. The question that's the, the, that's the obvious question over there is. Dam, Makas Dam gets its own title. Moifzim, signs and demonstrations. Th- th- that's Dam. What, what was so unique, so significant about Dam that it gets its own title? Moifzim, Zuad Dam. So the Maral is going to say Fakir. It's not that Dam was so significant that it gets its own title, Moifzim. It's the other way around. Moifzim is so insignificant that it, it only refers to the least significant of the Makas, which is Dam. A, a, a demonstration is insignificant. What does that mean? The Maral explains to us in his inimitable style over here. Kikasher Amaru Lach We explained many, many prokim ago, and this was the part of the Guru session that we did not learn together. It says, Ki Amayfis, the Maral says, I already explained to you, Amayfis, B'davr She'en O'Poyol Klal. Amayfis, a demonstration, is something that doesn't really affect anything. It doesn't have any effects here in the world. It's a, it demonstrates, demonstrates, but does not, does not, um, Effect, demonstrate, but does not. Um, yeah, yeah. But why am I stopping momentarily? Because I'm looking for the right word that begins with a D and rhymes with demonstrate. That means the concept that we're looking for. Devastate. The only one I can come up with. Oh, devastate. Okay, that's that's good. Demonstrate, but doesn't devastate. All right. Um, it only demonstrates, but doesn't devastate personally. Uh, 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 it, 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 it demonstrates. It shows me that something's going on. You know, we use the term my face for what? Um, they use it lahavdil for. Uh, I think the Vilna Gaon uses it this way already. So it's not a lahavdil, uh, like a mathematical proof. In in, in Lashon Hakodesh, it's called a moiface. A moiface, right? You remember from algebra, certainly in Knesset Yehuda. <laughs> so my son Yisrael went through the Israeli cheder system, through eighth grade, went through the Israeli high school system, through uh, base medish. So you, presumably from your um, advanced algebra classes over there. 
you remember that when they talk about a proof, to prove something, you know, geometric proofs and things like that, so they use the term myface. Myface means a demonstration, but that's all it means. I'm just proving something on a piece of paper. You can prove the Pythagorean theorem, but you didn't change anything in this world. Pythagorean. Pythagorean. What? That's how they say in Israel. So, so you can prove it. You can prove it. But, uh, but uh, you didn't change anything, right? You didn't change anything. You didn't change anything. That's a my face. It's a demonstration. Did the world become a better place? Did it become a worse place? Nothing changes with the demonstration. So a my face is a term that nothing was directly affected. Nothing was directly affected. Hevich um, ha'ois, which is the absence of an ois. Ois, 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 ois is a sign. Mavis is a demonstration. A sign is the condition of the sign is something that is wreaking havoc down here, is creating devastation down here. Shu bedavar shu It does affect things. A ice affects. A mavis does not affect. So here's a a, a claw guttle over here in the lo- <coughs> a, a mikra from the maharal. Ice ice and mavis. And what's the basic difference between ice and a mavis? And ice according to the maharal, the maharal's on the Rashi has a, a different approach to what ice is and mavis are. But the maharal's approach is that an ice is something that does affect the world. A face does not affect the world, but it, it gives me clarity. It demonstrates something. Um, as we explain, a face does not affect. A noise does affect. Maral's referring, again, referring to a terrorist that he, that he said much earlier in the Sefer, the, the, the matta is called, is called, um, the matta is called a um, ice. The matta is affecting things, but a maka, which is not affecting Mitzrayim, can't be called an ice. The only thing from the ten makas that we really could call a face is the dam. The dam, oh, that's not what he said, I mistranslated. Let's translate more accurately. The, if we want to find one maka that's the most, the maka that's the most worthy of being, excuse me, referred to as a face. As a demonstration, that would be the Maka of Dam. That's the demonstration. And that's exactly what it's doing. What is Dam doing? It's basically just demonstrating Hashem's strength, demonstrating Hashem's abilities, demonstrating the authority of God over the subterranean, as we mentioned, but it's not affecting directly the Egyptians. We can't call it an ois. Um, All the Dam did was just stay in one... The, the Dam was was where it was, it, it affected what it affected, which was the, the, the mind, but it didn't affect the Egyptians. That's why we call Dam a Moiface. So what a, what a nice insight into the Haggadah there from the Maharal. That's why Dam gets its title of Moifsim, but it's to the contrary. It's not getting a title of because it's something so you know, significant about the Dam. The Dam was the least significant of the Maccas. It doesn't affect the Egyptians. It's not engaging with them. Therefore, it's called Dam. It's the opposite of Makas Bechiris. Umneza Nikra Moifis. Loikein hat Tzfardim. And now we go on to Tzfardim Vekinim. The second two, two of the first threesome. Tzfardim Vekinim, then Ve'ar V'dever V'shchin, and then Bard Arba, Arba. Shekulam Hayu Poilim Bum. From after Dam and An, and moving onwards, we are beginning to affect the Mitzrayim, and we're going to see in, in ascending levels. Va'achoyshech, what about Choyshech? Al Taimar, don't don't argue with me. Maybe you'll say Khoshik also didn't affect the Mitzrim, it just affected the sun, the moon, the light. 
Kivan Shigi, Achoshech Lehem, Shahari Imahoyo, says the Maharal, no Choshech certainly did affect the Mitzrim. How so? Everybody knows how Choshech works. Shahari Imahoyo, Oymed, Lahoyo, Yochaleshev, Yoshev, Lahoyo, Yochalamoid. They were frozen, they were immobilized, frozen in place for, for the, the duration of Makas Choshech for the final three days. Vahoyo, Oymed, Machoshech. That was that was a, a direct effect of Cheshach. So Cheshach did engage with the Egyptians. In Tzavik Bohem, it's clear that Cheshach was affecting them and directly, immediately affecting them. Someone, uh, another, another aside from that, someone who is also stuck in the dark is the darkness robs him of 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 his. Uh, uh, to a certain degree of, of him being considered to be alive. says, me in darkness like the dead. So he's giving, he said uh, very quickly, but he's giving two ideas why Chayshech is called uh, a Makkah that, that's an ice that directly affects the Egyptians. A, because it immobilized them. B, because it robbed them of their, uh, of, of their, takes life away from them. Avu Makkah's dam, loy bum. Dam did not directly engage with their effect in Mitzrayim at all. It affects the water. That's why Paro dismisses the Mac of Dam. Nunu, he nunus it away. He says, oh, this is what you got is all bad. He can affect the water. Let's see, him, uh, let's see him engage with me. Let's see him wage war against me. This is Paro's attitude towards Dam. Again, we start from more minor. We build our way up to more major to see, uh, to give Paro opportunities to do tshuva with minor Macus. And when that doesn't work, we up the ante. Okay, okay, so now he's going to get, from this point, he's going to get to threesomes. He, he gave us a basic theme that he's working with. He gave us the basic two poles over here, the beginning and the end. And now he's going to, with this, uh, with this, with this uh, approach of how directly and indirectly we are affecting and engaging with the Egyptians, he's now going to break the Makas Dam into the three sets of three. Ava Makas Dam, I'm sorry, um, Avol Acherkach, two lines from the bottom right-hand column. Avol Acherkach is Chuba Makas. Okay, that's exactly where we are. Five lines from the bottom at the period. Okay, Makas Tzfardim or Makas Kinim. Makas number two, number three, the second two of the first threesome. Tzfardeya and Kinim, the frogs and lice. Af al Gav Shohisa Makas Bohem. The Makas does now start to affect them more than Dam. Tzfardeya comes into their house. Right, so that's affecting them. Kinem is they're crawling all over their bodies. Um, so within the second two of the first three, it is now engaging with them more than the dam. Dam affects water. Svardeya, that's that's affecting me and my living, my daladamis. And Kinem is is actually on my body, mamish. So we see we're moving inward over here. Dam, you just affected my water supply, not me at all. Svardeya, you're going and moving into my living quarters, and Kinem. You're on my body now. It's not really affecting them. Which one? The frogs or the, the kingdom. Not affecting them. What do you mean by that? Not affecting them? I mean, you can say the same thing about them if you're going to go to that extreme. It doesn't really affect them. It's not going to affect them like the boils would or the or the. Dams. Right, it right. But it, it affects them more really than them. Oh, okay. It affects them more than them. Dam still. That's what. Dam still in the house. Dam the walls were covered in blood because of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Now, we've seen already the Maral's not necessarily being Messiahist to all the Chazals over here. The Maral, not the Peshat that he's ignoring Chazal, but he, he sees that the, the, the etzim avextral of every Makkah, the definition of every Makkah is defined by what we see in the Pesh Peshat and the Psukim. So in the Psukim, we talk about the Yor. Good Chazal Darshan from. Um, 
the Lashon of the Pasuk says, uh, Dam that was in the eighth Pasuk, which has in the Kliates. So Chazal say the fruits, even the fruits were dripping with Dam, the Kaisalus. But, but the, the, the definition of the Mac is defined by the, how the, ter- how the Pasukim presented. So it's, it's the, you know, the ore that's out there, in, you know, uh, out in the, out, uh, out there, out there. Um, yeah. Um, so um, it does affect them more, yet, yet, the whole package of Dam Tzfarday and Kinim, let's read, Dam is not affecting them directly at all. Again, we have to, let's keep track of the pattern. Tzfarday affects them more directly, but still not, not bodily. Tzfarday is there in, 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 in the, um, you know, their houses, in their, in their ovens, in their kneading troughs, and Kinim is, is there bodily, yet, all three are not affecting them to the same degree as the next set. In what way? Um, in the first set of three makas, Dams Kinim, they can be summarized as something which is a nuisance. They were a nuisance. Inconvenience. The first set of three were a nuisance and an inconvenience. But there is no immediate threat to the the welfare, to the lives of the Egyptians, okay? Everybody understand? So the, the Makas engage with the Egyptians, the first three, Dams for Dekinim, but at the, this, the, the, at the end of the day, we would ask, what was the, the, the total level of the threat of the first three Makas? They were never approached anything beyond a nuisance or an inconvenience. It was hard to sleep. It was, it was hard to make my bread. It was, uh, I was itching all over the place. That's inconvenient. I, 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 there was no, there was, the, the water turned to blood, but you could get water. You just had to go pay for it, right? Or alternatively, if you dug very deep, the Mitzrayim, if they were prepared to dig very deep, they, they, found, they did find water underground, right? Very inconvenient. But no one was in danger of dying. No one was in danger of dying. No one was in danger of, of, of uh, dying through dehydration. Water was, 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 was there in, in ample supply. You either pay for it or you dig for it. And Sardai and Kinem as well were inconvenience. They were nuisances. Yeah, where, where, where they could buy the water? From the Eden. And they would sell them? The water? Sure. That's how they made I would money. sell them. <laughs> I would sell them. <laughs> the, sure, the, but they couldn't go to, uh, you know. Hashem Panish and the Jewish. You couldn't go to Walmart. Not like last week. <laughs> Not like last week, right? With all the water in Walmart being bought up. Walmart also, everything in Walmart turned to blood too. <laughs> Hasakosher, you want water, you go to Hasakosher. All the bottled water in Hasakosher is still water. So, but again, so they could get water. They were never in danger of dying by so anything. That was, that was the kosher section and <laughs> Kosher section shop, right? Target. It's a pad that would turn to water. It's a damp pashtas. It's owned by Mr. McNenemon. McNenemon? Whatever his name is. Yeah? He's the one that's making the money, right? Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's very important because the Maral is establishing that in the first three Marcus, they are at best, at best, they're inconveniences, they're nuisances. We have the second set of three Marcus. Aruv, the wild animals, Dever and Shchin. Excuse me. These makas are affecting them more. First of all, now they're getting closer to home over here. And they're affecting them in such a way that what? Whereas the first three makas are inconveniences, the second set of three makas create fear. 
there is fear. Fear. Yira. Shaloy Yehu Nifsadim, they were afraid for their lives. There was, there was now a mortal threat. There is a mortal threat in the second set of three Makkas. And this is obvious. It explains the Ramchal, the Maharal. Every day we have to at least one time say Ramchal instead of Maharal. The wild animals, they were afraid for their lives, right? Everybody knows. You, and every, any Haggadah with illustrations, you, everybody knows what happened in, in Arav, right? The elephants on rampaging and the, the wild bears and the, the lions and the hyenas and... Um, the uh, the, um, the all the the the, the, the um, raccoons with rabies were chasing them all over the place. They were afraid for their lives. There was a threat to their lives. dever dever as well. There was a threat to their life. They were afraid that this this moraine disease was gonna was gonna catch was gonna was they were gonna die as well. And the Rebbeim says this. Rebbeim says the pasuk lifted directly from a pasuk. In um, in Parshas Vo'era, you you all should have died with Dever. That that the the this the, this cattle disease, mad cow disease that wiped out wiped out all your cattle, really should have caught you. You should have caught it as well. You should have contracted as well. But I spared you to, for you to see the rest of my might. So again, Arayv, there's now fear for their lives. Dever, there's fear for their lives. They, 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 they were now, it wasn't just a nuisance like lice, which is at best a nuisance, at worst a nuisance, inconvenience. Shrin, their, their skin was, was erupting in boils, and who knows when, when this is going to end, who knows how far this is going to go. Their bodies are breaking down on them. Their, 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 their physical health, their physical condition is, is, is eroding before their eyes. Right, this is a, a, a flesh-eating disease over here, flesh-consuming disease, and and who knows where this is going to stop? It should be four, not six. What? It should be four, it should be four not six, uh, four, because yeah. it's going up in. What should be four, not six? Um, because it's going up in. Oh, it should be number four. Should be number four, because if it's going up, like um, wild animals are way more scary. Okay, good, good, excellent question. So, so Zevi wants to know why Shechin is coming before um, wild animals. Um, so, the, the emphasis is like this. The same way we saw Dam Tzvadeyakinim getting closer and closer and closer to home in terms of a nuisance. So, Adash, Arav Dever Shechin, is getting closer and closer to home in terms of Yira, in terms of me being afraid for my life. Arav is very scary. Wild animals are very scary. But I, I'm, I'm a human being, and human beings know how to deal with wild animals. You know, I'll go onto the roof, I'll climb up a tree, I'll make a fortress, we'll get together. But human beings have been dealing with wild animals for years. It's scary because we never saw them in such a mixed multitude. Arav is the mixed multitude. I think that's also the Maxwell has translation for, um, for Arav. Is the mixed multitude, yes? I actually have one. The, the original ones? Because they told me they the changed blue ones. With the cup on, yep. Yeah, that's the old ones. I think, I think, Arav is the mixed. No, what am I saying? Erev is the mixed multitude. I think Arab is the multitude, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm the, the multitude, or the mixed. Um, anyway, so, yes, it's a, we're afraid for our lives, but this is a... It's not something that, that mankind has not dealt with in the past. And B, there's a mahalach. We have a mahalach how to deal with wild animals. Dever is a disease that's, 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 that we see death before our eyes. The animals are already starting to die. 
and maybe we're going to contract that also. Maybe we're going to cash as well. We don't have any mahalach. We don't have mahalach anymore by Dever, right? So that's closer to home. Then we see death, and we don't have a way of dealing with death. We can deal with elephants. We, we, we can deal with lions. There's a lot of them, and it's very scary, but we've dealt with... <coughs> um, humanity has dealt with animals and, and lions and elephants and tigers and bears. Oh my, we've dealt with these things in the past. But Dever is something that is a disease. We don't have a cure for this. We don't have an antidote for this. And maybe it's going to come to us next. And Shechin did come to us next. Shechin is the closest to home. Shechin is mamish on our bodies. They, they see their, you know, their skin peeling away and falling apart. Who knows where this is going to end? You know, they, this is a, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a joke. There's a real thing called flesh-eating bacteria. You know, you hear about it, you read about this once in a while on the news. People, you know, um, go, uh, go swimming in these, uh, you know, random... Um, ponds and, 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 and creeks and places like that. And there's places where you find these flesh-eating bacteria and um, sometimes a person can, 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 uh, can get a very bad case of flesh-eating bacteria and, and there's the bacteria keep eating this flesh and they can't always treat that, right? Flesh-eating bacteria, people can die from that. Uh, organ failure. Um, so that's that's good. So that, in other words, it may be seeing a few innocent boils on your skin. It's not as scary as that elephant that's trying to barge into your living room, yes, but this is, on the other hand, this is on my body, and I don't know where and where and how and if it's going to end. So it's getting closer to home in terms of the fear for my life. So, again, what the morale is assembling over here is the first three makas are inconveniences, getting closer to home. Nuisances. The second three makas, I'm already afraid for my life. I, I, this may, chas shalom. Do the Mitzrayim say chas v'shalom? I don't know, maybe. This may, uh, the Mitzrayim look at this and they say, this may, this may actually kill me. Okay, so then where do we go from there? What's the ba'achav? Borod arbe choyshech. Affects them on an even higher level. At the time being, it was only yira. They, they, didn't, they weren't actually um, being taken down. There was a fear of what might happen next. Adash, there's a fear of what's around the corner. Fear, what we call fear. Avamakas barod. Barod. Arvin Chayshik, where is he going to go from fear to the final set of three makas um, affects them even more on a level that's beyond fear, that's actually shaking them to the core. Makas barod, how you govern will have Kailas Elikim, Adsha Adam Nival, Machmas Kailas Elikim, Adsha Noisra Nishmazimbam. Bar came together with this, the thunder and the lightning. The ground was shaking and quaking. Um, and Paro tells Moshe, you got to get rid of the, the, the koilis of the kim. He says, these are the sounds of death. It affected them at a core level, not just on a level of fear. It affected them on a, a, a central level. We could say like this, the, 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 where the morale is going, the idea that the morale is setting up, I think the, the terms that we, we would use in English is a difference between fear and terror. There's two terms in English. One is fear and one is terror. What's fear and what is terror? So, fear is fear of the unknown. Fear of the what-ifs. People who have OCD, people who are nervous, neurotic, anxious people. Fear means of the unknown. What might happen? What if? What if? What if? What if? That's fear. So by Dever, all my animals are dying. What if I die? That's fear. By Shrin, I'm covered in boils. What if that goes all the way to my kidneys and to my, my intestines? What if? That's fear. Okay? Um, terror is when it, it's actual real threat and it's, 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 already, it's a threat that's already, uh, already affecting me. 
it's not a fear of the unknown. It is terror of the known. It is actually right here in right presence. It's already affecting me. That's terror. And that's borod is, 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 um, is not fear of the unknown. It is terror of the known. And what, what's, what's clear and present, which is the, the koilus and the brokim. You know, they, were, they, were, they were surrounded by these, these um, uh, unbearable, unbearable thunderclaps that's, uh, that's, that's grabbing them and shaking them at the core. That's not fear, that's terror. They're being terrorized. Terrorized. <laughs> Rebbe describes Barod as I'm going to send my Magefa El Libacha to your heart, to your heart, to the core. There are people, says the Maral, that this could have killed a person through a heart attack. Again, that's not a fear, that's terror. They're being terrorized, they're actually being shaken up actively by the Maka. In other words, the Maka is not the bad, the fear of the unknown of the what ifs. They're, they're, they're being terrorized by the Maka itself. The Maka is already shaking them up. Power refers to Arba as, as death. Get this death out of here. So again, that's not fear of the unknown. That's death incarnate. They see that the Arba is, is, is uh, devastating all of their food. So that's death. That's, that's death incarnate. That's not fear. That's terror. They're being terrorized by the Arba. Harishanikram Mavis. It's called death itself. Choshech is considered Misa, as we mentioned earlier. When a person is seated in the dark and he can't escape the dark, he's dead. So that's terror. That's not fear. That is, he's put into a situation where he can't interact with the world anymore. His light, his vision, his, his sensories are deprived. His sensory capabilities are deprived. That is terror and not fear. That's directly affecting him at his core. Max Bechars, Misa Gemura. Max Bechar is the, the all-encompassing one. Comes and that's number ten. That is the most direct, engaging uh, way of affecting and afflicting the stream. That is actual death. That goes beyond nuisance, beyond fear, beyond terror. That is death, mamish. Yet again, we see another uh, insight into why Rabbi Yehuda breaks his end into three groups of three. The first out of three, there's no fear, it's just inconvenience. The middle set of three, there's fear of the unknown, of the what if, what might be around the corner. The final three, there's already terror, their, their, their hearts are pounding, they are surrounded and being, and being confronted with death itself, certain death, whether, that's, that, that, whether that is... Um, the uh, the koilis and brokim, the unbearable thunderclaps, whether that is the arba that's that's, that's that's destroying them, or whether that is the um, the death in the form of the chayish of the immobilizing darkness. Hamaka achreini himis legamri. Yes, and he, he just builds on that. Did I just read that? No. Um, there's no fear for their lives. The first, middle three, there's fear for their lives, but again, only in a fearful way, in a fear of the unknown. The final three, death is already affecting them. The final maka, they actually died. Okay. And that is, um, the, he has one more approach, which, again, Ha'elam is welcome to take these photocopies home. See his final approach. This is where we will stop for Pesach, Tovshin, Pei Gimel. Thank you all for joining our boy's site. You should have Mamish.
and we should have a chag kashvus mecha freilich and kashvus yamtiv and mamish. He's to make to the seder kehachasa kechol mishpatav v'chukaisov. Thank you all for joining.